When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Injured at work in a motor vehicle accident or had a fall in a public space? Speak to Your Claim Lawyers, a no-win, no-fee, personal injury claims law firm that specialises in maximising compensation claims for injured people. Call 1-800-YOUR-CLAIM or yourclaimlawyers.com.au. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. Oh, a little doggy play in there. Two minutes past three. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the show. Kimbo and The Rooch with you for the next two hours. Yes, the new time slot, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. We are on the road today, live from Adrian Bryan Hyundai at number one, Alif's Road, St. Mary. And do they have a deal for you? A little more on that later. Uh, we're here thanks to Hyundai and our wonderful friends at Balfour's who have been making people happy since 1853. We have a busy show coming up, so we'll get straight into it. Here's the Roach. Party people! Roach, here he is. Roach, here he is. Hey. Roach, shaka-laka, shaka-laka, shaka-laka. On the road again. Yes, it's good, isn't it? And <laughs> oh, it's great to be here. here again. We're yes. going to have a chat to their sales manager, Alan Anderson, a little bit later. He's got a magnificent accent. Yes, well, I struggle with it with my one ear, Roach. Oh, Lovely a... man, though. Yes, he is. Always with a smile on his face. Yeah, and uh, in the and words... he's got a bit to offer today. Well, in the words he? of every car dealership, do they have a deal for you, <laughs> <Yes>. eh? <laughs> you finally read the memo, did you? Hey, Rooch, I'm I sorry. did not get the email yesterday. Well, I, I did. I assumed if I did, your name was on it. Well, tell you what, if you had a chest, you want to meddle the hangover <laughs> just because you read an email before me, hey? Wait, miracles happen. Yeah, I may have deleted uh, it inadvertently. Oh, but okay. uh, Yeah, we'll get into Fat it. Fat thumb, there, eh? There is a big announcement, Rooch. Yes. Uh, they're running a $10,000 giveaway down here as part of their big four promo. So anyone buying a Hyundai between November the 1st that started already. And December the 10th, from one of their Hyundai dealerships, go in the drawer for 10,000 smackaroonies. In that case, buy two. Well, you're one of those people that could do that, Rooch, because <laughs> you have so much wealth. Really? Um, yeah, they're also running three years free scheduled servicing <laughs> on any car purchase this month. Alan Anderson will tell us about that. Roochie, Rooch, I said it was a busy show, and it is. We need to be on top of our game today. Yes, we've got a, a bit strict better strict timelines. Well, I'd like a better, a quicker response than that. Well, then. no, I don't want to chew up time. You've got me nervous. And we've chewed well, up a bit. We don't have the big pregnant pauses then. <laughs> <laughs> At 3.30, a good friend of ours, Phil Harper, will join us, AFLW General Manager for the Crows, of their program there. Uh, tomorrow night, qualifying final, 6.40, Crows v Melbourne at Icon Park. Yes, which is better than Casey Fields. Yeah, what will rate bigger? That game? Or at 6.30 tomorrow night here at the Adelaide Oval, Australia taking on Afghanistan, and we need to belt them. We'll be joined by Australian coach Andrew McDonald. Yes, good question, that one. Which would rate more? Because I think there's a a bit of um, 
disillusionment with the cricket at the moment, isn't there? Well, some say that. Do you yeah. believe that? Or I'm what? not sure, Kim. Just because we're losing? Or are you subscribing to what Tim Gossage said, why the crowds were low in Perth? Because that was a protest of the way that Justin Langer was treated? Ooh. And then the social agenda of some Australian cricketers as well has hit that point as well. But watching a few texts, people wanting Paddy Cummins uh, dropped. Wow. Um, I think no. that's more to do with what he can offer with the ball and the bat in the 2020 <laughs> form. I'd yes. like to think that. <laughs> anyway, we'll yeah. have a chat to uh, Andrew McDonald. Yep. At 4 o'clock, Carl Viet, Adelaide United coach joins us. Reds take on Western United. Uh, what were they used to be called? Or they no, it was Western United. They were always yeah. Western United. Yeah. Sorry, my bad then. Well, who have we got in Melbourne now? Uh, we've got Melbourne Victory, who we know extremely well. Melbourne United, who were originally Melbourne Glory, weren't yeah, they? And uh, whatever happened to Melbourne City? Anyway, there's a Mel- debate that, that, for another time. Melbourne City, yeah, well, whatever, yeah. Uh, that's at uh, 4.30 on Sunday, that yep. game being played at Amy Park. And Roach, we are bringing back Beat the Boys. We're doing it every night. Yes. Now, I can anyone... see there's an envelope on the desk. Yes, uh, the questions are there. They are sealed. Um, you select whether you want to take on Roach or myself. Yep. Uh, yesterday, Joe from Camden Park made a fatal mistake. He took on me, came off second best, Roach. You played the buzzer early, didn't you? Well, I got in there a bit early. He got me on the Aaron Finch one, though. I was yeah. kicking myself. Oh, well. I knew that. Very simple. If you want to win $1,000 worth of fuel, all thanks to Hyundai, just be listening at around 4.15. First caller through on the number 1300 736 736 can take on either Rooch or myself. You get three questions. Whoever wins, well, if we win, you're out. That's it. Yep. If you win, you're you in go the in the draw and you have a chance. There's only... 15 chances, isn't left. there? that's right. 15 left. So you might end up being one of five to win $1,000 worth of fuel. It's a good chance. Yep, before we go and leave on December the 1st. So beat the boys. It's a little bit of fun. Mm. Pick who you want at your peril. Right. See what happens tonight. See, I think Joey from Camden, because you're so articulate the way you speak, he thinks you're more intelligent. Well, I might be. Well, it hasn't proved the case in recent years, Roach. <laughs> Talking of intelligence, this is where we have to be on time. South Australian Premier Peter Malinowskis has been good enough to join us. Yeah, he's had a good win here with his events department to get a football-related event into Adelaide. It looks like that magic round will happen in April next year. Now, for Peter Malinowskis, it's great. It's tourism based around sport. If you can get some AFL fans into Adelaide for a four-day weekend, fantastic. But there's still a lot of questions to be answered from AFL House as to how this magic round structures. At this point, all we know is it's early April. It will be all nine games in Adelaide, six at Adelaide Oval, one confirmed somewhere in the Barossa. It looks like one will be at Norwood Oval, Kim, and one at some other maybe regional centre. That would be good. Well, we'll ask him. This is my fault. I'm very keen to speak to Pete. I believe my mail, Roach, I didn't go with a percentage, I thought this was going to be announced today. So Pete might not be able to talk about it freely. Uh, There's a few complications. In particular, we know how the TV rights are structured and there's a pretty set play. Like Thursday night, you would expect there'll be a Thursday night game. That belongs to Seven. I think there's a few issues about Foxtel and Seven deciding how Saturday plays for them. Uh, Look, bear in mind, Foxtel or Fox Footy pay the biggest chunk of cash. And I think they've got a fair right to say, hang on, we've got a say in this. So there's a bit of argy-bargy going on there. So there's a few yeah, a few 
teething details to get this magic round once and for all sorted as to how it plays out for the nine games. And well, we're not sure how freely Pete will be able to Well, he speak. won't make those decisions. No. His decision is... But he can't back go in. in. Yes, but... So this has been on the South Australian agenda for more than two years. Well, we know he backed it in, Rich. Yeah, no doubt about that. And he gets a win because he gets a major event which is football-related, which is close to his heart. We know how he's a, mm. a grassroots football man. Uh, it would be good for the tourism industry in South Australia. But the bigger questions are not his domain. Is, you know, do we open with a Thursday night no, showdown? My, my point yeah. being, though, he might not be able to speak freely about these things oh, if yeah. there hasn't been an yeah. announcement. So yeah. I jumped yeah. the gun. I got yeah. on to Benny last night. No, and I said, to get the Premier on. Get no, the Premier to on. Yeah. Thinking it was going to be announced today. So that'll be at 4.30. And yeah. then at uh, quarter to five, um, Alan Anderson, the sales manager here at Adrian yes. Bryant Hyundai, will tell us about some of the great deals they have. On top of all of that, Rooge, uh, the VRC Oaks, a time-honoured event over 2,500 metres for three-year-old fillies, will be mm. run at 4.40 today. So we want to try and take that live. If you're looking to invest, one of the best form analysts and tipsters in the nation, well and truly, part of the Channel 10 coverage at the moment. He was on SEN Breakfast with Sam Edmund and Simon O'Donnell. Uh, his name is David Gately. He's very astute. Okay. This was his tip this morning on the Oaks. I actually think she's the best of the day in the feature. She's extreme. She is the favourite, but uh, she, she was terrific in Sydney last time. She probably, you know, she may well have won that race with a bit more luck. And that race through actually the Derby Quinella on Saturday. Um, see, she is back to um, back to her own uh, sex, the, the Phillies, of course. Uh, so I'm pretty keen on, on her as the one to beat. She's extreme if you're looking to have a bet. That's from David Gately, uh, known all around the racing world as Gator or the Gator. The thing is, Rooch, it's like in the Derby on Saturday. These fillies have never run 2,500 metres before. Ah, so test of who has the stamina, so yeah, to speak. So okay. it, it can be an unknown quantity. They can look like they So really generally, how far have they run? Well, it depends. Some are sprinters. But just generally? Generally, what? No, there's not. You can't answer okay. it like that. So, uh, so some are bred to stay. Yeah. And uh, because they're three-year-olds, they don't get out to a distance until you get to three okay. or four. Right, yeah. So the most they would have run at this stage is about 2,000 metres. Yeah, so they so might hit the line at 2,000. Yeah, that's that's what I was seeking but, from. But that extra 500 might... Yeah. Might find them out. So this, yeah. All righty. 500 can be a fair distance. Well, you wouldn't know that, Roach. You've only run 100 in your life. <laughs> <laughs> What's the furthest you have run? Uh, no, look, I must must tell you that when I used to run along uh, the East River in New York and there were some <laughs> dodgy bits where you learned to run very <laughs> fast. No, I, I was I was, I was, was almost getting as silly as... Uh, silly and I inverted commas, not stupid, yeah. silly as cane corns. Cause really? I used to love running around the yeah, but, um, river. A lot of those times you had to, Rooch, because the police were chasing you. We need to it go just to wasn't a. the police, <laughs> kid. <laughs> we went. Oh, there's some interesting characters in New York. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's uh, 12 minutes past three. We need to go to a break. We are live from Adrian Bryan Hyundai here at 1 Alifs Road, St. Mary's. Don't forget the Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel. It is in stock now. We'll take a break, then we'll be back with more of your texts. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. 
317 on a Thursday afternoon. Massive show coming up. We're live from Adrian Bryan Hyundai, located at 1 Alifs Road, St Mary's. If you're looking for a new vehicle, they've got some absolute rippers. Huge show. Phil Harper, 330. Australian cricket coach, Andrew McDonald, 350. Carl Viet. Adelaide United coach, 4 o'clock, 4.15, beat the boys. A chance to win $1,000 worth of fuel thanks to Hyundai. And if that's not enough, we have the South Australian Premier, Peter Malinowskis, to talk about Magic Round. We'll see what we can squeeze out of him, Rooch. And Rooch, whilst I'm acknowledging people and pumping them up, I've got to pump you up as well. Oh, dear. Because, what have I done now? Uh, something good. Did you say pump me up or blow me up? Uh, no, no. There's many times I'd like <laughs> to do that. And sometimes you've done that yourself the way you've let yourself go oh, over the years. Dear. But now you're a machine. Oh, thank you. Uh, you said, oh, I don't know when it was, six weeks ago, eight Maybe weeks longer. ago, uh, about young Evans that played for July. Francis Evans, yes. Uh, got a text here, and it, he is coming to board. Yeah. Picked up today because all those delisted players become free agents and from uh, the start of November you can sign them. And Porter had their eye on Francis Evans for a while because he is, if I can give you a comparison, remember how Andrew Ops went into amateur yep. footy and was plucked out and made quite a successful career of himself at Melbourne. Uh, Francis is the same sort of thing. Geelong plucked him out of amateur footy, uh, put him into their system as the number one, sorry, number 41 pick in the mm-hmm. 2019 draft. He's 21, so he's mature. He played seven AFL games, five this year. He fits in that mould where you put him in as a small forward, you can give him a squeeze on the ball. He likes to hunt it down. He's not in any way scared of working hard, and he's tough. So he fits into that need that they have with, you know, the doubt on Fantasia. That's yep. pretty clear. There's going to be a doubt on Arazi Fantasia. They don't have Motlop. They don't have Gray as they've moved on. They have Willie Rioli. Yep. But and the more uh, options they have in that area, because they need to get more firepower this year, don't probably, they? Next, sorry, next probably not great news for Jimmy Rowe, because it fills that hole exactly. if he was looking yep. for a second yep. chance. But uh, text coming through from Chris at Wall Bay. I'll be over that way, Chris O, uh, later tonight, uh, heading over to Yorks, catching up with all the guys from McGain Real Estate for the weekend. I may never be the same, Rich. No, I have some fears. Uh, Chris says, G'day guys, I hope Ken, Ken Hinckley, goes on form and not names. Evans is clutch and will keep the names honest, has a huge upside and great skills. He's the man, has the Marnies about him. Now, is, yeah, that, Josh is that Josh Marnie. or Wayne? Josh Marnie, yeah. That, that's, uh, <laughs> Wayne yeah, or Josh? Josh. Yep. No, he was. No, a, well, there was Wayne as yeah, well. Yeah, I know, no, but Josh Marnie. Well, yeah, you he, he could be right on Thank both fronts, yeah. yeah. No, I'm just thinking more of that 2004 Premiership side and the influence that Josh Marnie had in that attack. That's the first thought you have. Yeah, but Wayne Marnie was. He could get under people's skin as a footballer God, too, damn, damn, he? damn right wow. he could. He could get a little bit lippy. Yeah. Um, we need to go to a break. Here's one that says, uh, Fair Dinkum, yes. we're leaving SEN track to listen and Kimbo on the Roach with a question mark. That's Simon from Panola. Simon, we're a bloody good show. We've got a huge audience. You can continue listening to the track on SEN track. Absolutely. All right. But he's clearly got an investment on well, well he? he may have. We may yeah. win him over, though, Rooch. Uh, thanks well, for the text, comes through. All righty. We're going to go to a break. Uh, on the other side of the break, we're going to hear from Stevie Lee Thompson, who is a star what for the Adelaide Crows. What a great name that is, eh? a beauty. Stevie well, Lee Thompson. You know what they call her? What's her nickname? Speedy Lee Thompson. Wow, okay. Because she's quick. Good. We'll take a break. Uh, we're here thanks to Balfour's. No matter your club's colours, Balfour's are for the game. I'm still a fool. 326, little glitch with the play in the game there. Hey, we are not live in Studio Lumos. 
South Australia at number one King William Street. We're on the road today. Uh, we are live from Adrian Bryan Hyundai at number one Alex Road St Mary's. Don't forget the Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel is in stock now. Talking of Lumo though, energy from an Australian-owned company, that's Lumo SA. All right, we mentioned how the Crowy girls are taking on Melbourne. That gets underway Tomorrow night, routes at 6.40 at Icon Park. Stevie Lee Thompson had a press conference today. Uh, this is how she believes they'll look at stopping Melbourne. Doc's thrown out uh, a few things that we'll be able to try and change up during the game. But, yeah, they're a strong midfield team and their forward line is full of threats and good players across like the park. But we'll match it up as much as we can and, 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 best, and play our best footy. Going to be a big test for them. Remember, it's the grand final rematch in a qualifying final. Melbourne did upset, so to speak, Adelaide's premiership defence start by getting them at Glenelg Oval in the first game of the year. They've Smashed been them in pretty good form, but it is um, much of a muchness, these two teams, aren't they? Yeah, I think they're it's a not, toss of the coin. There's not a great difference between them. Slight home ground advantage well, is in it? some ways. Well, I think so. They Princess don't have to Park. travel, do they? That's the point, yeah. yeah. But look, well, I actually don't think Adelaide's in any way disadvantaged by playing on Princess Park when they've played on only Oval. Well, we'll find out tomorrow, Rich, We will. And, uh, I'll be damn interested in the ratings when they come out on Monday as opposed to the cricket. How many will be watching the AFLW girls? Yep. They've got yep. a good following, good supporter base now. I need to go to the news because we've got... Um, who we got next? Phil Harper. Phil Harper. Phil Harper. Mm. Talk about that game coming up next. Just quickly, an update from Wollongong, though. The oh, Sheffield yes. Shield. Uh, Redbacks need 222 to win. They're yep. currently 2 for 50 at the tee break. Oh, a session with 170 runs. Well, that's no, playing. That's uh, playing. Well, it's surely a draw, shouldn't yeah. it? All righty, we're live and interactive. You can have yeah. your say. Send us a text on zero four two seven one five four one double six. We're here at Adrian Bryan Hyundai. Wonderful company. We'll be talking to their manager, Alan Anderson, a little bit later in the show. Give us a call if you want to have a chat. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. And we also have Beat the Boys at around four fifteen. Your chance to win a thousand dollars of free fuel. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. 3.33, appreciate your company. We are live from Adrian Bryan Hyundai at number one A-Lifts Road, St Mary's. Don't forget, the Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel is in stock now. It is a beautiful car and a lot of similar cars. They take about seven to nine months to get, Rooch. Exactly. So if look you want the one, stock you have here. If you want one straight away, come down exactly. and have a look at these. They're absolute rippers. Talking of rippers, oh, the next man could play. He could sniff out a goal, Rooch. He's in the team of the century. For the... Uh, for the ACT, isn't it? Oh, that's going to say for the Warriors or the Peckers. No, ACT team. The ACT. Century, well, let's go to the man and ask him. He's the general manager of football operations for the Crows AFLW program. Uh, I think he's in Melbourne. Phil Harper joins us. Hello, Philly. Hello, team. How are we going? Where'd yeah. they name you, Phil? Well, that is a funny story. Like, um, uh, <laughs> it is the ACT team of the century. Thought it was. You reckon? Yeah. You reckon James Hurd's a good centre-half forward? Nah, you're better than him. They named me at centre-half forward. Bugger me. Well done. You deserve that. Well, where did you play when you are <laughs> playing the ACT? Half forward or, or full forward? Uh, no, I played mainly in the centre when I played senior footy there. I started on the wing. <laughs> love teams in the centre. I love them. 
<laughs> he's got a full hand. He's got a, he's got bases all covered. Well done, Phil. Congratulations. But anyway, Phil, uh, James Heard got the... James Heard got the centre position anyway, so that's... Oh, well, that's, that's not bad to come second to him. Um, where, have we got you in <laughs> Melbourne? <laughs> no, uh, we're still here. I mean, the, the plan is for the team to not go till tomorrow morning. Uh, and, Ooh, and the yeah. reason for that is... The reason for that is, you know, you, you, what I've seen it so many times before, you have breakfast in the morning, or you get there the night before, have breakfast in the morning, and then you look at your watch and say... It's nine o'clock. That means the bus comes in eight hours, and now I'm going to kill eight hours. So no, they're going over yeah. in the morning. They'll be there by lunchtime. Uh, have some lunch, a bit of a team meeting, either go for a walk or a rest, uh, and then hop on a bus at five o'clock and get out to uh, well the old Princess Park or Icon Park as they yeah. call it now uh, by about half past five. So Phil, though, if you were playing a home and away game as you have been all this year, when would have you have travelled? Well, we've done a bit of both. I mean, through COVID, we were travelling on the day of the game. This year, we've probably travelled yeah. a bit more than night before. Uh, but we noticed that uh, yeah, when we were up on the Gold Coast, Melbourne came in to play the Gold Coast on the Saturday morning before they were playing the Saturday night. And uh, we had a bit of a discussion about it and thought, you know what, that's a good idea. As okay. long as we're going in the morning, just in case there's some form of delay. Uh, and so we've got a bit of a buffer behind us. Uh, that would be fine. So uh, based on a, a night, uh, a night game. We'll probably try try and travel a day of a game, especially if it's only to Melbourne. Uh, but on a day game, we we probably travel the night before. Yeah. All right. Easy question. I said on Monday that I thought Chelsea Randall would be playing. I watched the news services. They said highly unlikely. I still think she's playing. Where's she at? She's playing. No, she trained yes. last night. She trained Monday night. Uh, and uh, she trained last night, although she only trained for half the session. You like this one. She came out with the ankle, trained for half the session. We were doing some matching stuff, and she had a head clash with someone else and had to go off and get three oh. stitches put in the other right which is a typical Chelsea. She's courageous and you know, a real leader from the front, but uh, you just couldn't you couldn't believe it. She's been off for two weeks with a bung ankle, and then she, she oh. trains and was training the house down and then had to go off and get three stitches in her order. Oh, wow. But she's mm. playing, so that's the main thing. It's a good, uh, it's no, a she, good, she, good selection dilemma to have for yourselves. Now you get a, a great leader in, but someone has to be squeezed out. Exactly, and yeah, that, we, we we had that last year where uh, we had Eloise Jones was suspended for the preliminary final. We had to drop somebody out for the grand final. So it's a, it's a difficult exercise, and the one who misses out will be unlucky. But uh, I suppose. The consolation is that if you're getting dropped out for Chelsea, Randall, uh, yeah, it's not yeah. as bad because I think everyone can understand that. She's a pretty good player. I notice all the PR photos are in the papers today from all the girls that are representing their clubs in the final series. Uh, Ailish Considine was there for the Crows. Does that mean she's not playing? No, she, yeah, she's not playing. And, and the reason... Yeah. So we only came back from Melbourne last Saturday... Uh, they needed someone to go over this Wednesday and then we're going back over again on Friday. So we thought we can't really do that to Chelsea or Sarah Allen, uh, you know, one of our captains. So mm. we picked someone who wouldn't be playing in Ailish and she was happy to represent our yeah. club because they wanted a photo of all eight teams. So, mm. And it's a pity for Ailish. She's, you know, she's had a bad run. She, she hurt her hamstring slightly around round one. Uh, took her two or three weeks to come back and then hurt it really well and truly uh, around about round four, so um, she's she's running again now. Uh, you know she'll probably be just about right grand final day if we need her. 
Uh, frustrating yeah. for her. I can't keep up with all the uh, premierships, but she's won one or two already. At least she hasn't gone with two. Up. No, she's been in two. Two. She's won the first year she was here, and then she was in in the team again last year. So uh, she's had a pretty she's had a pretty good run at it. So I mean, everyone has a hard run at some stage, and she's uh, you know she's been really working hard in her rehab to try and get back in. Uh, and, and get back going again, which is a credit to her, which yeah, must be frustrating. But um, anyway, hopefully she, she's ready to go in a week or two. Interesting matchup, Phil, with Melbourne. You completely outsmarted them in the grand final at Adelaide Oval. Then you tripped over yourselves at Glenelg Oval in the rematch. Ten weeks later, how do you think you're faring against a side that's known for some pretty good midfield strength? Yeah, well, look, I, I, I think they're strong all over. You know, I like their back line, uh, you know, Libby Birch and the back line players down there. I like their forward line, Taylor Harris, Daisy Pearce, and, and yeah. their midfield is, is very good. So, I mean, we'll have to be at the top of our game. They're obviously favourites. I, you know, I obviously prefer us being favourites because you know, most people think we're good. But, uh, you know, at the moment, they deserve to be favourites against us. Uh, but in that first game... I mean, if you look back and look at the stats, they were plus 80, and this isn't a bad line, plus 80 in uncontested possession. Yeah, so they were able yeah. to, they beat us in contested possession by a few, but then they were able to chain it out with not enough pressure from our team. So they're pretty keen to have another go and see if they can uh, do better than that. So if you'd had a choice on venue on this game, would have you chosen the windswept Casey Fields or Princess Park? <laughs> Oh, that's a pretty easy one. I'd never choose Casey Field, so yeah. So, you, so you've had a win there, haven't you? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, no, we won, uh, we haven't played there this year, but we played Carlton a few times and, and beaten Carlton there. But obviously, we've never yeah. played anybody else there. Um, but oh, look, it's a great it's a great oval, great surface, and I know they've just done a whole heap of work on it. So have, no, yeah. we're pleased to be playing there and not not I'm at sure Casey. I mean, I, I think yeah. for the first ever. The first ever qualifying final in AFLW, it probably deserves a better venue than Casey, and, and it's got one in Icon Park. So no, we're more than happy to be there. We'd be happy to be here at home in front of our own supporters, but we're still happy to be happier to be at Icon than Casey. So, so just on that, Phil, when you do get home for a final, which location are you settling on? No, we'll still be at Unley, uh, at Unley yeah. Oval. I mean. Well, what has happened this year is Nord was going to be our home, but they're putting some um, well, Vodafone towers plus some lighting towers in at Norwood, and yeah. plus the oval wasn't in great nick. Uh, and mm. thanks to the Unley Council, and the council is there, you know, they allowed us to play at Unley Oval, and it's been terrific for us. The people from Sturt Football Club have been amazing in, in how much they've yeah. tried to help us out. And the council, who you know, own the oval, you know, they've been bending over backwards to help us out. And it's a great atmosphere, too, for you know, for those who have been there. They'll agree that it's a, a terrific family yeah. atmosphere. So, so, so we're you've very... got to do all the forward all the forward planning. If, if you got to the dream moment of a grand final, and we hope you do, you can't get to Adelaide Oval. Where do you go? Yeah. Well, that's the problem. I mean, the fact that we've finished third means that we possibly won't have that problem. Uh, but... Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, there was talk that no matter what, it would be at um, uh, Marvel. Uh, mm. However, I think that's been booked for something else. Uh, oh, I know goodness. Brisbane, who are probably more likely, you know, are struggling mm. to get onto the Gabba. Uh, so, look, it's a real dilemma, and I wish we had that 
you know, I wish that dilemma was more front of mind for me because that means we're yeah, probably yeah. top or second. Uh, but yeah. the fact that we finished third means it's less likely than likely to happen. But if it happens, uh, I'll come and see some wise men, probably Kim Dillon and Michelangelo Ricci, and they'll help me out. <laughs> yeah, we can find hey, you a venue. You know the coach, the doc, uh, better than anyone. He's a bit of a lateral thinker. Does he has a theme coming into these big games? Oh, yeah, look, he normally has a theme coming into every game, but I suppose mm. the theme when you're minus 80 in, in uncontested possession is we've we got to stop their run. We've, we've got to get in their face and press in and, and don't let them run and chain the ball out the way they did against us last time. So, mm. so yeah, that's the theme, one part of the theme, and the, and the other part of the theme is enjoy it. You don't get in finals. I mean, we've been lucky to be in five of seven final series, but it, it's not going to come around every... Every year, you know, I can guarantee that. So enjoy it. Have some joy in your footy. Do it with a smile on your face. And you know, they're probably the two themes. Get in their face and, in, and put a smile on your face. Phil, we'll all be watching with great interest, along with many South Australians and different supporters around the country. The game gets underway at 6.40 Adelaide time at Icon Park and the Crows take on Melbourne. We wish you all the very best and we hope the travel plans work to a tee. Yeah, uh, so do we, because I don't want to be late for the game. We want to turn up and ready to go right on time. (laughs) Good on you, Phil. We appreciate your time. Thanks, boys. See you. Thanks, Phil. That's interesting, isn't it? Well, we we lived in that era. I remember, we certainly remember when Richmond didn't get to a game at Albert and Oval for, you know, the early Mm. Port Adelaide days. And then the rule from the AFL was you had to be on location to guarantee the broadcast the night before a game. COVID changed everything. We had teams travelling again on the day, and I can understand Phil's point. It's like you get the sit around, they get lethargic the night before. Then you have breakfast, and you're counting down the hours to play, and then you have a bad start. Mm. But there is the risk, isn't there? (laughs) And you then you have the risk of you're rushed to the game. And you've got the AFL on the phone. You better get here because Channel 7's not going to be happy. How many stories have we covered, Roach? When the uh, the player, the team bus broke down in transit. Particularly over that bridge. What's that bridge um, in Melbourne where teams have had to get off the bus and actually get into cabs? Uh, There's some classic notes there. Bridge over troubled waters is the best I can come up with. I know the one that you meet. Um, There's been a few tragedies on that bridge as Mm. well. All right, uh, we need to go to a break very, very shortly. Andrew McDonald, the coach of the Australian cricket team, has been good enough to join us next. We're live from Adrian Bryan. Hyundai at number one, Alifs Road, St Mary's. Beautiful complex out here. We'll be talking to their general manager a little bit uh, later. He's a most affable man too, Alan Anderson. We spoke to him uh, last week, last year, sorry. I can see him across from me now there with a big smile on his dial. He's a happy man. Every time we see him, he's coming back from holidays, Rich. Half his luck. Yeah, he lives a good life, I tell you. Money in cars. All righty, we've got to wrap it up and get out on time. Uh, we're also going to hear from George Bailey a little bit later too, selector of the Australian cricket team. How many changes will be made? I'm not sure. Lumo, energy from Australian-owned company. That's Lumo SA. We appreciate their support. And that of Balfour's because this is the run home. I've got to get out right on time for this interview, Rich. Let's do uh, it. This is the, well, that's why I'm talking. It's not quite time. <laughs> <laughs> the run home is brought to you thanks to Balfour's. No matter your club's colours, Balfour's are for the game. And good luck to everyone that's having a crack at growing a moustache for Movember. Yes, good cause. Yeah, wonderful cause. You going to give it a go? Um, look, 
Go on. Do no, it. I think I'll just donate some money. Right, yeah. As long yeah, as you do. Same right. thing. Yeah, okay. you can do either. All right, time to go to a break. Andrew McDonald coming up next. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. Kimbo and the Roots with you on a Thursday afternoon. Appreciate your company. This is The Run Home. Thanks to Balfour's. No matter your club's colours, Balfour's are for the game. And we are on the road today, coming to you live from Adrian Bryan Hyundai, located at 1 Aliffs Road, St Mary's. If you're looking for a great new vehicle or a used, pop down and say g'day. Talking about being on the road, that's what the Australian cricket team are doing at the moment. They're here in Adelaide. They have a massive game tomorrow night against Afghanistan, 6.30 at the Adelaide Oval. It's going to be huge and the coach of the Australian team Andrew McDonald's been good enough to join us Andrew thank you for your time no problems at all how would you say the preparation's been going so far you've had injuries you got off to a poor start against New Zealand but you're still alive yeah we're still alive that's the, the nature of uh, tournament play so we've got all ahead of ourselves clearly trying to make up a little bit of ground from that uh, first game against New Zealand in terms of net run rate and then unfortunately the washout against England so um, we are where we are at the moment, and we've got Afghanistan in front of us, and um, a little bit of work to do. But there is still some other results alive that um, potentially just make it a, a plain win-loss game uh, to be able to make it through. But that's the key, isn't it, Andrew? Destiny is not quite in your hands. You can beat Afghanistan and still be left hanging. What what's that sort of feeling like? That you're pretty well living with a calculator in your back pocket through tomorrow night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There'll be a few uh, equations uh, thrown around about what. Uh, we uh, need to do potentially. Um, so yeah, it's, it's one of those situations that you don't want to be in. Um, where your destiny yeah. potentially is others others' hands. But um, you know, if we can make a, a little bit of an indentation into that net run rate with a good win. Um, got to respect your opponent as well. We're going to get challenged uh, significantly with uh, obviously their their spin trio um, in, in Nabi, Majib, and, and Rashid Khan. So we're going to have our work cut out uh, first of all to win the game. If we earn the right, then to be able to push yeah. some net run rate games, uh, put a bit of pressure on England. Uh, who, who knows? We think we've worked out what you have to do to make it through to the finals. Um, in layman's terms, can you just tell us exactly what you have to do? How many runs do you have to beat Afghanistan by? Oh, well, with Sri Lanka and England going after us, they'll have the uh, obviously everything in front of them to be able to make up ground that they need to make as well. So that's probably one of the disadvantages that we are the last game. Mm. Um, but what we can do is put a bit of perceived pressure on potentially. So... Yeah, it'll have to be a pretty um, convincing win. I think some people are sort of bandied around that sort of 60-run mark if we do mm. bat first and then, and then there's an over-calculation if we were to, to bat second and, and track down a total of somewhere sort of between 10 and 12 overs to put uh, put England behind us in the net run rate and, and make sure that they've got some of that perceived pressure on them going into that last game against Sri Lanka. And, and, and to be honest, Sri Lanka aren't... Uh, yeah, they're no easy beats either, so England yeah. are going to have their work cut out. Andrew, I know it comes with the territory. Is it getting a bit tedious regarding Aaron Finch? First, shielding questions on his form. Now his fitness. Yeah, it's it's always a bit of a journey when you know Aaron hasn't been in the form that he would like to be in. But we saw uh, a glimpse last game, and unfortunately, uh, with that glimpse of a return to form, uh, unfortunately sustained a little bit of a hamstring injury. So we've got a bit to work through um, today in terms of who's fit and who's not for tomorrow's game. So we're just. Uh, arriving for training today. So we've got uh, Aaron Finch and, and Tim David in, in a very similar boat. Um, and then we've got some guys that we need to prepare just potentially um, for the fact that they may not come up for tomorrow's game. But that'll all play in the next three hours. OK, Andrew, that's the physical issue with Aaron Finch. But we know as much as you can put up a bubble around your players, the noise eventually gets in. What's he like mentally with all the questions that are being asked about him? <laughs> 
Yeah, he's going well. Um, and I know that's cliche to say that, you know, he's dealing and coping with it. Um, but he is, yeah. I think, as a captain, you've got so many distractions around you. You've got the other 14 players in the squad plus the staff that you're working with um, in terms of what you need to implement tactically. So he's got a fair few distractions other than his own form um, to keep him occupied. So he's preparing, he's training well. Um, as we saw last game, there was that glimmer of a return to form, um, you know, on the back of the Sri Lankan game where he wasn't at his best. And by his own admission, he wasn't at his best in that game. Um, and that can happen in T20. It's not the not the sort of format that you want to be searching for form in. Uh, you don't get much time to make decisions, and the game dictates what you need to do straight away. So um, within that, there can be some failure. And, and he's, he's been on that journey before. He's come out the other side, and you know, we were really positive in terms of the way that he played against Ireland. And as I said, unfortunately, just that small setback again, just to, to knock him on the back foot around that injury. So you're concentrating on trying to win a World Cup, but you have your PR responsibilities as well. You're in the Rundle Mall today meeting the fans. How did that go? Because Finchie looked very relaxed there. Yeah, no, we weren't there as staff, so there was a player-only meet and greet. So uh, I don't know whether he was relaxed there. I wasn't there, but uh, I'm sure they were. I'm sure that they they like doing those types of things, the meet and greet and getting out there. And obviously we've got a fan base that's right behind us for this World Cup, and uh, we, we really appreciate that support. I don't know if you sit back and get a giggle when you listen to the public, but I'm looking at all the texts that are coming through and that have been coming through all day in terms of who they want as openers. There's, I'm, I'm having a look here. There's, there's Warner Green, there's Warner Wade, there's Warner Smith. Then there's another one saying it should be Wade and Green. What's your preference? Yeah, they're all good options. <laughs> That's the problem when you've got a strong <laughs> well, you've got diversity. Uh, I, I, think if, I think if you asked every batter in the top seven where they wanted to bat, they'd say open, so... Um, yeah, there's a case for all of them. Um, clearly, we've got the, the Aaron Finch one to work through today in terms of the injury, and then uh, we'll make a decision from there. But Cameron Green, um, you know, we've invested a bit of time into him pre-tournament um, around the opening slot, so he would be uh, well within his rights to, to think that that might be a spot for tomorrow if Finch wasn't to get up. Andrew, is this the World Cup that's changed whether you should bat or bowl first in T20? Oh, I think Australia lends itself to not being as toss biased. Um, you go to India and you, the UAE and those types of um, uh, countries where the due factor comes in. Um, I think it's been great, yeah. the fact that it hasn't been a toss by World Cup. The grounds are slightly bigger. There's been a little bit of um, interest for the new ball uh, in the wickets as well, so that's made it difficult for the top orders. But uh, I think it's been fascinating to watch the other games and how it's unfolded. And Everyone's alive. Every game seems to have a, have a twist to it, uh, no matter what the world rankings are. So, uh, as I said, we've got full respect for our opponents tomorrow and we've got to be on our game um, as they've seen, if you're not, then, then it can be the upsets. Yeah. Andrew, we know you're really busy. We appreciate your time. Just a really quickie, no problems with Marcus Stoinis? No, no, he was uh, he was the positive out of that. He was um, just, yeah, he just tightened up in his back, so that was more precautionary. So um, we feel as though, yeah, he, he's fully fit. Um, no, no, need, no need concern around him, and, uh, yeah, he'll be right for tomorrow. All the very best. The match gets underway at 6.30 at Adelaide Oval. The world will be watching. Thanks for your time, Andrew. Much appreciated. Thanks very much. Andrew McDonald, Australian coach there. He's got some options. I knew we wouldn't get too much out of him, Roach, but um, yeah. I, I think we could glean from that that uh, Green would come in. And if you were the Australian captain mm-hmm. and won the toss, bearing in mind that equation that everyone's working with, that Australia wins by 60 runs, they're in good contention, or if they're chasing, they don't want to chase more than 140 and around 13 overs, which would you prefer to Well, depending with? on... Knowing the, Adelaide Oval Yeah, and depending sort of on stuff. the deck and the conditions, yep. I would bat first all, all day, every day. Yep. Okay. And you're back in your talent, and then you're back in your bowlers afterwards. Yeah. See, those calculators are going to be running hot, aren't yeah. they? Well, I tell you, they say pressure makes diamonds, yep. but having to chase a score to get to a target when batting second 
can place a lot of pressure on you. Not that I've ever played for Australia, Roach. We need to go to a break. Uh, We're live from Adrian Bryan. Hyundai at number one, Aleph's Road, St Mary. Uh, Don't forget, the Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel is in stock now. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.